Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is the Tom Hartman Program. Welcome to the Tom Hartman Program. I'm Alex Lawson, filling in for Tom. It is Monday. Uh, It's not Groundhog's Day, but it is Groundhog's Day all over again here in Washington, D.C., as the Republicans decide that, again, it is time to try to ram Trump care down the throats of the American people who have soundly rejected it. They are going to try again to destroy Medicaid, to raid Medicare, to throw tens of millions of people off of their health insurance, to increase the premiums and costs to unaffordable levels from where they currently rest at nearly to unaffordable levels to uh, up to extremely unaffordable, especially for older Americans, for Americans with serious health problems. It's just they're returning back to this drive to just steal our money and our health, just reach into our pockets and steal our money uh, to steal our health care and to push millions of people into an early grave, because I guess that's just how Republicans like to get down. They're going to call it. They have all these fancy names for it, and they have all these lies and propaganda about how this time it's different. Don't fall for it. It is Trump care. It is immoral. It is a disaster. And it needs to be resisted. And just like we beat it last time, we're going to beat it again this time. But you're going to have to get to the phones. You're going to have to call the switchboard, 202-224-3121. Call your senators. Tell them that you are watching The strategy here that they're uh, bringing into play is so obvious. They're just expecting people to not pay attention, uh, and that's how they're going to get away with it. And we're not going to fall for it. And to talk a little bit more about that and how we're going to resist it, how we beat it last time, is my good friend and colleague, John Bowser Bauman, who is joining us right now to talk about how these Republicans just can't quit trying to steal our health care. John, thanks for joining us on the Tom Hartman program. Here we go again, Alex. (laughs) So I I think you heard my setup. It's just the exasperation is uh, pretty clear in my voice. Uh, I can't believe, I mean, you know specifically that I literally can't believe it. You wrote me the email and we're like, is this real? And I was like, no. 
There's no way yeah, that they're good. They are. They're doing it again. So just kind of walk us through what's going on and how we're going to uh, resist this, oppose this, defeat this, and move on to the real fight, which is expanding Medicare to everybody and guaranteeing health care for everybody. But before that, we have to do again. We have to fight them from taking right. away what we already have. Right. Now, the good news is, only about the good news the rest of this, and that is that this is over... At 11.59 p.m. on September 30th. So this is a very time-limited fight, and they are under great duress to um, get this done by that time. This has got to be done under reconciliation in the Senate, or it's going to need 60 votes, which they will never get. So they're trying to scrape by 50 so that Mike Pence can be the gloriously be the 51st um, to take away everybody's health care. And, uh, you know, you know, clearly the attitude here is we need a win, they say. They need a win, and the win constitutes of taking away millions and millions of Americans' health care. So what we've got to do is how that is a win, obviously, we can't even begin to fathom. We live in some kind of alternate universe here. But what we've got to do is get on the phones starting now. I mean, as much as I would normally say, you know, call Alex Lawson on the Tom Hartman program, probably what you need to do first is call your senator, especially if you're in one of the states that is, you know, where we have a shot. Um, we got to keep we got to make sure we keep Susan Collins in line. We got to make sure we keep Lisa Murkowski in line where that third vote is going to come from is a little bit more is a little bit trickier in this because although it's Trump care, it's the same damn thing. It's no better than it was before. If anything, it's really worse when you look into the details of it. But, you know, Lindsey Graham is one of the is, the is the main sponsor of it. So will John McCain stay in line? Will John McCain really, really um, hold to his promise that we need that the Senate needs to go back to regular order, and they're certainly not going to be able to do that in this. There are all kinds of ridiculous details about this that are almost laughable, like they need to hold a hearing to, to, so that John McCain will vote for the bill. But John McCain, but the hearing is supposed to be in the committee that deals with health care issues. Lamar Alexander is working with Patty Murray on these issues on how to improve Obamacare right now. He's saying he won't hold the hearing. But Ron Johnson, one of the co-sponsors, says, well, I'll hold the hearing in the Homeland Security Committee. That's how ridiculous this is. Which is just totally a fake. Sham hearing yeah. might be held in a committee that has nothing to do with this. So you've got to pound on John McCain, everybody in Arizona. If you are listening to this in Arizona, call every office that John McCain has now and make sure that he holds to his promise that the Senate needs to go back to regular order or this cannot be passed. He can't cave to his pal, Lindsey Graham. Um, we so, so sure John, holds the line. John, I think what what do you think about uh, Shelley Capito as the third uh, potential? I think I think that Shelley Capito could be the third no vote. You know, she wasn't there last time, which I don't fully understand what was brought to bear. But she did have that famous line. I didn't come to Congress to hurt people. Uh, and that is right. exactly what Trump care does. So, you know, I and Alex. Right. As you know, they're a Medicaid expansion state. This is another factor. This this horrible proposal, Graham Cassidy and Heller's in there somewhere. Trump care. Um, 
yeah, Trump care, <laughs> still attacks Medicare, Medicaid rather, the same way, in fact, almost worse than the previous ones. So Medicaid expansion states specifically, you know, which include Arizona and includes West Virginia and includes Nevada, are still going to be decimated by this. Um, and John, I want to absolutely I want to uh, I want to go out to a, a break real quick and then come back and keep this conversation going with you. Uh, and I just on the way out, I want to point out that it is it gets rid of the expansion, but also Medicaid itself. It destroys Medicaid. That's what we're, they're trying to do right here. Destroy Medicaid, raid Medicare and throw millions of people off their health insurance. And we're going to keep that conversation going with John Bowser Bauman uh, right after this. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. I'm Alex Lawson filling in for Tom. And uh, with us on the phones is John Bowser Bauman, senior advisor to Social Security Works, the president of Social Security Works PAC, and all around healthcare activist and advocate uh, for justice. We're talking about how we have to defeat Trump care yet again, how we have to do that by getting our voices heard together, making it clear that the American people reject this version of Trump care, just like we've rejected the previous versions of Trump care. John, this is a real red alert moment. I invite everyone who is on Twitter to read Ben Wickler's Twitter feed on yes. this is really keeps us up to date. But kind of go into the politics of this, because I don't I don't understand what their thinking is on this. Like, is it do you think it's just to try to wash away the the like defeat of la of the last time? Because that seems doomed to failure as well. This is a deeply unpopular bill to steal health care from the American people. What are they thinking or are they just not thinking? I think this is one of the few instances in which, um, you know, the the punditry makes one, the general punditry, which is usually wrong, makes one compelling point, although they do it very, you know, in sort of a very dumb way, um, which is the, the, oh, Republicans are just looking for a win. They need a win. Donald Trump feels like he needs a win. I think that's actually true. They just want a win. They don't really seem to care that the win comes at the expense of millions and millions of Americans, 32 million Americans in the version. You know, there may never be a CBO score on this, which is another thing that maybe we'll get to in this conversation. There needs to be to, to for regular order to exist again. There needs to be a CBO score. And it should tell you both how much this is going to cost and how many people are going to get likely get thrown off of their insurance. So let's actually but talk about that. Like they just want to win. Let's talk about that right now, because uh, there's one one small tweak. They need the CBO score for reconciliation, uh, too. And they they, they especially need it for reconciliation because they need the money side of it right. to to see if they can get it through with only 51 votes. It has to actually they, they need to be able to show the money side. But they're so cynical and I'd say evil right now, that they are doing an amazing thing. They're dividing. The CBO score previously said, you know, it will do this much uh, on the deficit, which would allow them to ram it through with only 51 votes. But then it would also say, oh, and 32 million Americans will lose their health insurance. 
And we would just right. go around and be like, look, they're destroying Medicaid, raiding Medicare, and 32 million Americans lose their health insurance and health care. And people are like, no, oh, that's a bad deal. So the Republicans yep. right now are dividing the CBO score, and they're not going to tell us until the vote happens how many tens of millions of people are going to lose their health care. I mean, like, here's my question to you, John. It's a very I'll difficult jet question, so you might need to think about the answer. But do you think they're hiding the number of uh, tens of millions of Americans are going to lose their health care because it's a good number? Or do you think they're hiding it because it's a bad number? Well, first of all, I hope that they're not going to succeed in hiding it. Um, whereas, according to our brilliant friend Ben Wickler, um, who you quoted before, um, he says they're going, they are approaching this this way, and they can kind of technically get away with um, either not ever getting that number or not divulging the number of people who will be thrown off insurance. We're not entirely sure that that is really going to happen that way. The CBA, CBO may just come out with it, um, you know, but we can't count on anything right here. What we do have to understand that happened before with Trump care, the way that it was stopped was the CBO score was tremendously important. And then activists jumped all over the CBO score that 32 million people or 22 million people, depending on which version we're talking about, were going to get thrown off their insurance. We hope the same kind of numbers really are going to come out this time. Obviously, the answer to your question is uh, they won't be trying to hide the CBO score and they're not they're not telegraphing that they're going to hide the CBO score because it's going to be a good score. We all know it's going to be a terrible score because the bill is just as terrible as other versions of Trump care. So uh, it's because we're looking forward to, like I say, the only good news is everybody stay focused, stay on this topic. Yes. We, you know, Bernie Sanders came out with, with a single payer bill, Medicare for all, last week and it's it's a wonderful you see, medicare for all is a wonderful idea but between now and september 30th we're not going to get medicare for all what we need to do is resist trump care and then what we need to do is repeal and replace republicans who are going to stand in our way of getting medicare for all so, so that's the 2018 task but between now and september 30th let's stop Trump care again. And I think we're going to see the exact same thing that we saw last time, which is that uh, healthcare activists, the exact networks that we've built to fight for guaranteeing healthcare as a right for all Americans, are going to be the strongest voices and the uh, street fightingest fighters when it comes to defeating Trump care. And I have every expectation that just like us, at Social Security Works, who are pushing for guaranteed health care as a right for all Americans, because that's what that's our goal. We only lose when we forget what we're fighting for. That is what we're fighting for. Uh, we also fight against things, which is going in the wrong direction, which is Trump yep. care. Uh, that's what the this is the chapter that we're on right now in the over 100 year story of fighting for guaranteed health care for all Americans. And I I want to we only have a couple minutes left. But the reason we're so confidently you and I right now talking about between 22, 32 million, the it's Trump care again 
they don't have any new ideas, right? So they're trying to pretend right. like they do, but we know they have no ideas. It's a bankrupt ideology. It is a bankrupt, bankrupt ideology that is bringing their same bankrupt ideas forward. So we know what is in this version of Trump care. We don't even need to, to wait for the CBO. In the final minute here, John, just tell everyone listening here on the Tom Hartman program uh, what they can do, what they should do to defeat this monstrosity. The main thing that people need to do, and particularly if you're in these states, and I would include Nevada among these states, too, even though Heller is on the bill, um, there's been a tremendous amount of activity in Nevada up until this point, and there needs to continue to be. I know they're still going to do Resist Trump Tuesdays outside Senator Heller's office in Las Vegas, but Arizona, Nevada, uh, Maine, Alaska, West Virginia, the states in which we have Republican senators who might be persuaded to vote against this latest version of Trump care, the latest monstrosity, pound on the phones, go to the offices. As you can hear, I'm already losing my voice. It's in the morning here in California, but I've already talked so much about this today, including to Alex, that my voice is going. John, Everybody we're going to, to do this. this we're going to do this by standing together, raising our voices. We're taking your calls right. on the Tom Hartman program. When was the last time you looked forward to sitting at your desk all day? Since getting my new X chair, not only am I enjoying the time spent on my desk much more than ever, but I can't believe how much more productive I'm being. My X chair is unbelievably stylish. And thanks to all the ways that you can personalize it, it literally molds itself to my body. Trust me, this is not your grandfather's office chair. And because I don't need to have to keep taking breaks or stretch my back, getting more done in a day than ever before. If you spend a lot of time in your office chair every day, then you need to try the X chair. In fact, here's a terrific deal just for my listeners. The makers of X chair want you to feel the X chair difference for yourself. So if you go to xchairtom.com right now, that's the letter X, the word chair, T-H-O-M dot com, xchairtom.com. This is the Tom Hartman program, and I'm Alex Lawson filling in for Tom. And uh, I have a real, uh, it's my pleasure and a real honor to be joined in studio by the one and only Rock Newman, uh, among so many other things, the host of The Rock Newman Show on WHU-TV, online, on YouTube, The Rock Newman Show. Uh, but if I started listing your bio, Rock, uh, we would run out of time. <laughs> Some of it's true. I just want to say thank you for joining us. Uh, Rock's going to be with us all uh, this hour. We're going to be talking about a lot of things, uh, you know, health care, Trump care. Yeah. We got a lot of callers who want yeah. to talk about this, the Republican drive to yeah. steal our health care. Yeah. Um, you know, Alex, if I can say something, thank you so much for, for inviting me. But listening to your, um, your, your hour proceeding, it really made me think about the ultimate importance to so many people of social security mm -hmm. and social security remaining fully intact. My father died when I was a junior in high school and had it not been for that sacred social security, I do not know how I would have completed school or how my mother would have eaten. She was in, late in her sixties, not in the best of health, and from Social Security, because, you know, that's very, it hits home with me. Uh -huh. You know, so many times we get it into the policy weeds and don't understand the very real impact that it has on people's lives. So I've said it in some ways before, 
But man, my hat's off to you and all who fight for Social Security the way you've done. Uh, thank you, Rock Newman. That makes uh, that means a lot to me. Uh, it really does. And you're completely right. When you talk about the people. Personalize it, man. That's you, what we're talking you gotta about. you got to personalize this thing because it's critical. And let me personalize it a little bit. And Rock uh, kind of knows this, but uh, any ability I have uh, in interviewing people, I just stole right from watching you, Rock. <laughs> uh, uh, the, the Rock Newman Show, uh, when it came back here, we had the great honor of hosting it at We Act Radio, yeah. uh, which was just, a, it was really amazing. And watching you and the guests you brought in and the caliber, uh, and really what it was is that you did that. You took it to the personal story and let, and you, you would uncover these facets of a story that otherwise, you know, the new, the corporate news just can't ever tell that they can't yeah. tell the truth. They've got such a, their yeah. objective is not telling the yeah. story. Yeah. It's selling a product. You know, man, I had a vision. I had a dream, you know, to return to broadcasting. And I, I, I will never forget that first day. It was February the 23rd, the day before my birthday. Uh, at We Act Radio and how it started. And interestingly enough, to kind of tie something together, you've mentioned a few times about this administration that's in place now. It was Charlie Brotman who had announced every uh, thank president you for this up. from Harry Truman, who introduced me that day. As a matter of fact, I remember saying after his introduction, <laughs> I said, that's it. That's, it just won't get any better than that. But here's a man who really had been the centerpiece of presidential inaugurations, announcing the president for all these years. And then as a sign of things to come, he was absolutely disrespected mm. and unceremoniously dismissed. And what followed has been disrespect for the country, disrespect for the world and a shame to America. I want to, uh, it, it's, so Charlie Brotman, uh, he, this is like a perfect encapsulation of the, of the Donald Trump era because he, the point was he announced every president, Republican, Democrat, it wasn't about it, politics. It didn't matter. It was didn't about, matter. this is America. Yes. And he yes, was this yes, voice that yes. was like, this is part of yes. the continuity of America. This is, this is a big, this is a, this is a nice slice of the apple pie of America. And, uh, his, he was a sports, uh, uh, announcer. Sure? Like, that was, sure. it. that's his. Yeah. And it was all about this bringing Americans together. And yeah. for no other reason than cruelty, yeah. Donald Trump, uh, said, and, and you know, who, who knows who can foretell the future, but Donald Trump, because he's a cruel person, yeah. one of the first things he did yeah. is said, no, I'm yeah. not going to have you yeah. announce my inauguration. Right. Forget forget tradition. Forget that he's 80-plus years old. Forget that he's the ultimate decent person. Forget that his style and personality and history is one of bringing people together. Just no. I know. It's, 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 and, and, and it was. It was like from that moment, you got an understanding that this is the kind of cruelty— and and just pettiness that we're going to see yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, that and, and today yeah. at the UN we saw it again. Yeah. And what happened was again another pattern. You know, lie after lie after lie mm -hmm. as to why it was done and how it was done. When in fact it was very obvious. You know, so you know all politicians, man. All I, the 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 art I think of being a politician is to be able to sell 
maybe something not exactly as it is, but to be able to fudge and move a little bit, you know, integrity is not the is not the is not the substance of most politicians. But at least they pretend. This guy will walk out in the morning that we're talking about down at the 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I don't even like to say his name. I know. But will come out and the sun will be shining. And this dude will say, no, the sun's not shining. It's, 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 it's raining and repeated and repeated and repeated. The sad thing is, is that then some of his supporters will start repeating the same thing, even though they're getting blinded by a bright light in the sky that's orange. <laughs> it's, it is his M.O. It is his M.O. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about so many uh, things, but one one thing that I uh, I'm following on your social media and I know uh, you talk a lot about it. And, you know, Charlie Brotman comes from the sports world. You rock are, you know, like I said, your bio is too long to, to list. But you also come from the sports world in many uh, ways. And it's really that nexus of the, the best of what sports can be. Sure. Sure. Right, what they can do in bringing sure. us together and making yes. us strive to be better. Yes. Uh, which I think, you know, Colin Kaepernick is one of the best examples of. He's trying to use his position to draw attention to a rot in our country. Right. A capital R, O T. Yes. Rot. A yes. rot. Yes. Uh, in our country. And, you know, the billionaire owners of the NFL teams are are clearly, clearly pushing him aside and they're saying we are not going to allow this athlete yeah. uh, to use his yes. position yeah. to uh, try to draw attention to a critical I'm issue. I'm going to give him the right mm-hmm. that he has as an American citizen with so-called free speech. Let me say something because you mentioned about, you know, the best of sports. One of the moments in sports that I like to point to is to how sports can galvanize a community, can galvanize a nation, and pull people together, was Washington's football team was playing in a playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, a pass was tipped up in the air from Danny White from the from, from, from the Cowboys by uh, Dexter Manley. And the big uh, lineman, uh, his name was Mann, uh, I forget his name, but number 77, uh, Mann. And he caught the ball, and all 290 pounds of him high-stepped into the end zone. I happened to be sitting sitting in the cheapest of the cheap seats because I had no money at that time. I don't even know how I hustled my way in the stadium. But there was a blue-haired white lady with a fur coat on, and you could tell she was just dripping of real jewels. And there was a guy, he was a gentleman one might have thought who had would have might have been homeless. But he had made his way into the stadium also, had a raggedy old coat on, you know, was cussing the whole time. He was drinking out of a bottle of whiskey. That lady tapped him on her, that white lady tapped him, that black man, on his shoulder and said, can I have a taste? He said, sure. He went to get a cup. She took that bottle and turned it up. She was so happy. It was black and white coming together around sports. It was hilarious, but it was a it was a moment that was that was wasn't lost on me, and I've always remembered it. Okay, now let's go to today. I recently I don't know if you saw this, but I recently posted something on Facebook, and it was a caricature 
of J James Baldwin, Baldwin, the great writer, author. And he and on his character, it said. To be Negro, and he wrote this in 1962 or so, to be Negro in America and, and relatively conscious is to always is to nearly always be in a rage. I put it there because when I think about Kaepernick and what has happened, here is a man who's qualified to be playing on many teams. He's better than many of the quarterbacks in the NFL right now. But because he dared to stand up against what he saw to be an injustice, the plantation mentality, old, rude, and crude ownership, all white, says to him, the black man, how dare you step out of what the box that we have for you. You step out of that box and we will punish you. And I think people who are woke and people of conscience should really resist that also to hell with the NFL now with the way that they're behaving. They've got a lot of other sins also in terms of covering up brain injury, the damage, the reports, and all of that. But here today, it is a travesty, and I think we should all resist it also. And it's a galvanizing moment, I think, is what you're also like telling that story. This is something that people of conscience can see, uh, and really, there's no avoiding it. Uh, oh, no. Ka Kaepernick is, is actually drawing attention to a system of white supremacy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it is apparent mm -hmm. and he's using his position to 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 do good and he's punished yeah that's right it. that's right and i i uh we're gonna keep this conversation going we're gonna go out to a break right now but it is a galvanizing moment and i want from your perspective it's so deep in in involved in so much of this stuff mm -hmm. it harkens to previous times that sports have been used we, in social change. We will have to go, come back to Muhammad Ali. Uh, you knew I'll, where I was going. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that and, and the similarities and the parallels. And I have the, uh, the great honor of having that conversation with Rock Newman, host of The Rock Newman Show on WHU-TV. And uh, we're going to be taking your calls, me and Rock, after this. So stick with us on the Tom Hartman program. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. I'm Alex Lawson filling in for Tom. Uh, have the pleasure of staying with us in studio is Rock Newman, host of the Rock Newman Show on WHUT TV. And uh, we're talking about sports. I like anytime I get the chance to talk with you, Rock, what I want to do is just be like, tell me some amazing stories. <laughs> I want to talk about Muhammad Ali. I want to talk about that, but I, I want to pause and get get to that, because I okay. really want to make sure we have enough time sure. to uh, sure. tell that story. Mm -hmm. But some of the, so like, you have a deep knowledge and understanding, like, the, I, I want people to understand you, what you're saying about the NFL, the, the magnitude of it that is coming from you, Rock Newman. Uh, so like, I met... <laughs> I met uh, the quarterback, the former quarterback of, of Washington's football team in We Act Radio because you brought his family down there, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, the, the, you know football. You are involved in this in a, in a huge way. And the magnitude of you saying, you know, to hell with the NFL. I want you to really, like, I, I can understand it, but I want you to get to how big it has to be for you to say we need to actually turn our backs, uh, stay sitting uh, when it comes to the NFL. Mm -hmm. 
Alex, I think the way that I would try to frame that is to, to, to ask the question and then to answer it, what is the NFL? The NFL is a group of 30, is it 32 teams now? 30, 32 teams that are owned by mostly older white individuals who all would claim to be not having white supremacist tendencies. And when something like a, a, a Kaepernick comes up where he exercises his constitutional right to stand or not stand, turn his black or not turn his back, to in a form of peaceful protest against the injustices of a society that he lives in. Yes. How, how he chooses to do that is a right that he has. Now, one would say the owners not signing him is a right also. And then one would have to say, okay, that is a right, but you are punishing him. You are punishing him for his courage to stand up just like an unjust system punished Muhammad Ali by taking his title away for not taking that step forward. So the NFL is all of these, it's a, it's a, it's a, a collection of owners who make decisions about the people that they employ oftentimes without any regard whatsoever for what is just, for what is right, and for what in history proves they make decisions with putting finances well over the health of those they work for. Rock, it's so, you're, you're so right on that. And I, we're going to come right back to talking about Muhammad Ali and his protest, uh, Colin, Colin Kaepernick and his protest, and the parallels that are so apparent uh, in these two stories on the Tom Hartman program. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. Staying with us in studio, Rock Newman, host of The Rock Newman Show on WHUT-TV, online on YouTube. Uh, you can find all of his shows, The Rock Newman Show. Uh, Rock, Colin Kaepernick's use of his platform that he earned uh, through his athleticism, through his dedication, uh, that his his ability as a quarterback is... is lead the team to the Super Bowl. Exactly. It's <laughs> right. clearly not in question. Yep. Uh, and he chose to exercise his constitutionally protected right of free speech. Uh, and he's being punished by uh, the owners to who just say, you know, no politics, this is sports. But what they mean is no politics that don't agree with my politics, because there are politics all over that sport. A absolutely. And it's ownership that, again, is putting uh, finances and revenue far above what is right. And what do I mean by that? People may not know how much the NFL has been influenced by the uh, military industrial complex and how much money. Look, the national anthem wasn't even sung all the time before all games, you know, but now you've got you have the flyovers and it is a it is simply a recruiting tool. 
So once again, you'll put, okay, if they if these folks are going to give me money, if the military is going to give me money, United States government is going to give me money, you damn right, I am going to keep my field hands doing what I want them to do because I don't want them to jeopardize that money. In spite of the fact that if you are talking about being an American and you're talking about the best ideals of America and being a patriot, that is very unpatriotic to not allow free speech. And they have that ability to allow it or to disallow it. And part of what they're doing in trying to make an example of a cabinet is to disallow it. Much like, and Alice, I'm going to take a moment. We've kind of been hot and heavy here. But Muhammad Ali was singularly the most important human influence on my life. Even long before I met him, I was the ultimate fanatic. It go way beyond fan. I was the fanatic. So much so that I knew everything he ever uttered. And I remembered much of it. And one of them was, one of his things that he said in preparation for his big title fight was that this is the legend of Cassius Clay, the most beautiful fighter of the world today. He talks a great deal in Bragg's and Didi of a muscular punch with a muscular punch. This is the legend of Cassius Clay, the most beautiful fighter of the world today. He's got a muscular punch. He's playing with speed. And I forgot it as I'm sitting here now, but I got a wonderful point. <laughs> but much more important than my amnesia is what Ali chose to do with his platform for what he thought was right. And here is the parallel. The parallel with Kaepernick is he, he was roundly hated and criticized. And those who hated him and criticized him found in the lens of history, the look back through history, how much they were on the wrong side of history. And those now who criticize Kaepernick because he dares to talk about it. And what he's talking about, he's talking about real life issues. He's talking about police brutality. He's talking about, yeah, black lives do matter. And, and hopefully what your audience understands is whenever it is said black lives matter, it never is at the exclusion of any other life. There is a plea, there is a pleading to say, our lives matter. We're summarily being shot down like dogs in the street. That's what he's saying with Black Lives Matter. It's a question that he's having to draw attention to. You're listening to the Tom Hartman program. Call 202-808-9925. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. I'm Alex Lawson filling in for Tom. And in studio with us, Rock Newman, the host of The Rock Newman Show, on WHUT-TV, uh, you can find all the videos uh, on YouTube, Rock Newman Show. Keep telling us about Muhammad Ali, because I know it's like, it, it. Muhammad Ali, not only his sports, but also the what sports can mean, the sports and the activism. I've heard you tell the stories before. It really did lead you in your career and your, I mean, like, as uh, Riddick Bowe's manager and then the social justice activism, they've both been there for you as, you know, as long as you've been a public figure. It yeah. seems that that comes from yeah. Ali. Is that is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. As I said, he's the single most influential person in my life. And he was that before I long before I met him. I got very friendly with him later on. But long before then, 
And part of what he did was he showed you how to have courage, the courage of your convictions, and stand up and speak truth to power. Frederick Douglass said, power concedes nothing without a struggle. It never has. It never will. Come today in 2016 and, and 2017, the NFL owners have a tremendous amount of power. And I'll be damned if they want, again, a field hand like Kaepernick doing something that might challenge the power that they have. So what do they do? They did like the government did. They did like licensing organizations did back in 19, in the mid-1960s when they stripped Ali of his title because he exercised his constitutional right. So, again, that's power not conceding something without a struggle and power that is a very self-serving and self-perpetuating power. See, what I, I'm also frustrated, not just with the owners, but I am frustrated with the what 70% blacks play in the NFL. What do you think would happen if 50% of that 70% would all band together and say we're not playing, we're not playing until cap? You are denying him unfairly. We are going to insist that either you hire him or we won't play. The NFL would do the right thing if it didn't do the right thing. It would collapse overnight. And when daybreak comes, they would get religion. And all of a sudden, somebody would recognize that Kaepernick was better than many of the quarterbacks that are starting now, not alone, just backup quarterbacks. It's, uh, it is so obvious on talent that this is a politically motivated. Yeah, uh, uh, I mean, like you can't you can't look at some of the starting quarterbacks. Talk about, talk about Russia collusion. Let's talk about NFL collusion. Let's uh, let's go to uh, Brenda in Virginia. Brenda, you're on the line with uh, Rock Newman and me. Hi, thanks very much. Um, I really like the point that uh, you all are making about Kaepernick being a, a field hand in the NFL uh, in the way that they're dealing with him. Back in 2012, you may remember that Papa John's owner and uh, chief executive officer made the comments about the Affordable Care Act, how the pizza prices were going to go up because of the Affordable Care Act and how much it was going to cost him. That was definitely a political statement. This year, the biggest football in politics has been the Affordable Care Act and in Congress. And what's been going on? Well, gee, you've had Peyton Manning supporting uh, the the Papa John CEO, as well as uh, all last year. Now this year, it is called the official pizza of the NFL. The hypocrisy is unbelievable. So it's okay for Peyton Manning to, to wade into the political fray, but it's not okay for Kaepernick. Could that be because of the field hand and the non-field hand entity? Look, when you when, look, we want to talk, start talking about hypocrisy and you talk about Tom Brady uh, with the New England Patriots, who, whether or not he was convicted of cheating in the court of public opinion and people who believe not what I say, but my believe their non-line eyes knows what he did. And everybody in the NFL knows what he did. 
Here is the man who's led, who's one of the greatest athletes ever, led his team to multiple championships, and you got some kid out on the field or some uh, some guy uh, deflating the balls without the quarterback knowing it. So you got a cheater that you know is cheating, and he's the face of the NFL and supports Donald Trump. So you coddle this cheater, you coddle a wife beater, you coddle an abuser, you coddle people who were charged with murder and got off by the skin of their skinny skin skin. There is so much, boy, when you start talking about hypocrisy, you know, you should put NFL slash hypocrisy. <laughs> it's true. The pro the It's like the problem with talking about this is the magnitude it's yeah. it, it's like somewhat like Kaepernick is almost it's a small thing compared with all of the terribleness that you yeah. can talk about, which is why I was saying galvanizing moment is how I right like it yeah. it, it is a bigger thing. Yeah, yeah, and and, and, and also how the NFL and 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 I I'm really I you know the commissioner I'm really disappointed in him on many fronts because. You know, again, he he's a poster child for hypocrisy also when he talks about the equality that he strives for, the diversity that he strives for, and he supports and condones and props up a Dan Snyder who's the owner of the NFL who has the most single most racist name in all of sports, the most demeaning and disrespectful name in all of sports. So, you know, hypocrisy really does run rampant through the NFL. And, you know, we talk about the issues, we talk about the problems, but part of what I want to suggest to those folks that are, you know, Tom's listeners and, and, and Tom's viewers, it's okay, so what do you do? Man, boycott everything NFL. Man, cut. Woman, cut everything NFL, because this ain't no child play. This is, a, this, is the, this is the business of adults who can stand up and show an example within their homes about what integrity and character and substance is about to their kids, saying, hey, daddy wants to watch this game today, but this game is perpetuating discrimination in a very significant way, and daddy and mommy are going to stand up, and they're not going to watch the NFL. They're not going to buy these games. They're not going to let you watch it. That shows principle. So it is a galvanizing moment. Um, Alex, and, and and it's a good term that, you know, that, that you've expressed because that's exactly what it is. And we should shine a light on it and we should discuss the issue. But more importantly, we should show our protest by denying the NFL what is its God, and that is its money. That's, uh, that is what runs the NFL. It's, uh, I'm going to uh, take another caller, but just on that, this why it's almost not hypocrisy because it's so blatant. You know mm -hmm, what I mean? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you're allowed... I get that point. I you're get that allowed point. Yeah. your free speech yeah. as long as it's in the direction of money and hello, power. Hello, if hello. If you're standing up for the people, That's then right. all of a sudden it's political. That's right. If it's not, if it's standing up for money and power, then, you know, no, that's that's just uh, that's sports being sports. Michael, we want to go to Michael in uh, in Kansas. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that I am a combat veteran. I was with the 1st Air Cav in Vietnam, 69 and 70, in the infantry. I spent my whole time in that jungle and as a door gunner. And you two and Kaepernick are my heroes. I got practically every medal you can get in Vietnam. I'm giving you a standing ovation here. <laughs> <laughs> 
the way you're standing up for Black Lives Matter and black people in this country where people don't realize there are so many white people actually fighting for black people in this country. I mean, it happened during the Civil War, but it went unrecognized. But you two are phenomenal, and I just want to thank you. Uh, Michael, thank you so much. Uh, Rock, you want to say anything? Yeah, you know, man, it is really, it's heartwarming to hear someone who has been in the trenches putting their life on the line Instead of coming out and saying, making a, the false ar argument, creating the false narrative that not to stand for the flag is somehow disrespecting veterans who've put their lives on the line. I'm not sure what the language requirement is on this show, but that's bullshit. That was uh, against the language requirement. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, Michael, thank you so much for your call. And uh, we've got uh, we got a little bit of time. Um, so the I think what Rock you're bringing up is they are trying to use patriotism to silence Kaepernick. They're trying to actually define patriotism yeah. in a very narrow and specific way. Yeah. Uh, when in fact, patriotism in this country is standing up yeah. for justice yeah. using free speech and uh we we only got a couple seconds left in this segment but we're going to keep this going into the next one yeah. and uh we want to keep taking your calls uh on the tom hartman program i'm going to get to your calls i'm looking at the call screen thank you for calling in and we're gonna get there uh so stick with us we'll be back welcome back to the tom hartman program in studio with us, Rock Newman, host of The Rock Newman Show on WHUT-TV, uh, on YouTube, The Rock Newman Show. And I want to go right to the line so that we can get a call here. Uh, uh, Fatima in Chicago, you're on with Rock Newman and myself. Well, hello. I'm so glad I had a chance to watch the show. I really learned a lot from um, the quote that Rock mentioned about... Um, The quote from um, Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah. That, I mean, that is so true. But anyway, um, I also wanted to bring up the um, point of what's going on now with um, Bennett. I think his name is Martellus Bennett and how the Las Vegas police took him down and drew guns on him and handcuffed him. And I just want to hear what Brock Newman has to say. It is a continuation of a disregard for the life and body of, of, of African-Americans who, because too many people in the majority community, in the white community, still have not evolved to a point where they feel as if the value of a black life is the same of a white life. Now... In reality, that is the quintessence of white supremacy. You know, I recently heard somebody say, oh, you're talking about white, white supremacy too much. <laughs> I mean, talking about in general now, you're starting to hear the word rights, white supremacist too much. Uh, uh, the person at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue was just called a white supremacist. And the person augmented who did it from ESPN augmented that by saying, well, look at him. 
He surrounds himself with people who have a history and a practice. As individuals in this country, we're not who we say we are. We are who we are, what we do. We are defined by what we do. And when you discriminate against people trying to rent your properties, and when you start off, when you get into the political arena by talking about Barack Obama not being an American citizen and demanding that he show his college degree, demanding uh, 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 just really demeaning aspects of this man's life. Well, you might, if it walks like a duck and, 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 and quacks like a duck, you know, it's a duck. Donald Trump's a white supremacist. That's the, <laughs> it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck. Donald Trump is a white supremacist. <laughs> the other part of white supremacy is the police in Las Vegas. They, well, that's my they, point. Right? Yeah. I mean, but not just that they obviously throw this man to the ground, put a gun to his head because he's a black man. Then when they're called on it, mm -hmm. so white supremacy is the, law, the whole way. But yeah. one of the really insidious ones, and it's why Kaepernick sits down and raises his voice is what did they do when they got caught, when they got, and they realized, oh no, we did this to someone with a platform. Right. They started to try to undermine his person, right? So they right. release all this propaganda about him being a criminal. Right. Uh, we're, we're coming right back. We're gonna keep this conversation going. Thank you so much for your call. And uh, it, it really is the exact reason why we need to follow Rock's lead here in uh, turning our backs on the NFL until they get their act together. And we have the power over them. They need fans to exist. So There's a slogan, to hell with the NFL. There it is. What I like about Harry's is their amazingly high quality shave. It's smooth and close, just how a shave should be. And Harry's passes savings on to you by selling directly over the internet. No more frustrating drugstore trips. Harry's knows some of you guys might be skeptical of trying out a new razor brand. So instead of just telling you, Harry's wants to prove to you that you'll love their stuff with their free trial. They made this special free trial with everything you'd need to evaluate Harry's. It's customizable. You can try it for free. It's a $13 value. Someone from the Harry's team even checks in to see how your trial is going. It's 100% risk-free, guaranteed. You can even call and cancel or get a refund whenever you want. Why not give Harry's a shot and judge for yourself? Head over to harrys.com slash Tom, T-H-O-M, to get it now. Get started with your Harry's free trial offer today. All you cover is just a few bucks in shipping. To get your free trial set, including a blade, handle, shave gel, and travel blade cover, go to harrys.com slash Tom, T-H-O-M. That's harrys, with an S, harrys.com slash Tom. Don't wait, get started with Harry's today. Welcome back to the Tom Hartman program. I'm Alex Austin filling in for Tom and in studio, Rock Newman, the host of the Rock Newman Show on WHUT TV. You can find it online, the Rock Newman Show. And uh, you want to take some more calls? You know what, Alex? I, sure, I'll just follow your lead, but I would like to say this before I don't have an opportunity to do it. I would like to thank Tom Hartman for being the individual, for being the voice that he is, who every day of the week oftentimes gives voice to the voiceless. A man who doesn't necessarily ever yell and scream, but who is a 
who is a warrior for equality. What better can we say about a human being? So, Tom, thank you very much, man. I love being able to do your show. Uh, I agree completely. I actually talk about the truth tellers. Yeah. Uh, I talk about truth tellers like yourself, Brock Newman, raising up, telling truth to power. Uh, Tom Hartman, truth teller, truth to power. And it's our voices. I get to be lucky and and sit in this chair. But it's our voices that are going to win against the corporate media. Uh, They're... They make money by not telling the truth. Uh, that is why Kaepernick is actually being punished. It's, it's as much about the corporate media punishing a man who is using his platform to tell the truth. Yeah. Because their business is to not tell the truth. Yeah. Their business is to sell yeah. widgets, protect the bottom line. Um, and I think that's why your call to action you said their God is money, and that's as clear as can be. And no that question is, about it. That no is question what, about it. you got to hit them where it hurts. That would change their behavior. Um, Johnny in uh, Oklahoma, you're on the line. Hi, how's it going? Great. Thanks hey, for I'm calling. A, I'm a retired Marine gunnery sergeant, retired sergeant on the police department, half Puerto Rican, half Italian. And, that, and I am totally against what they're doing with the kneeling down. And now with the Black Power salute after sacks and stuff. That is I'm totally against it. That's why I'm boycotting, and I know many vets are boycotting for the same reason. Wait a minute. You said and you are against, against the boycott? Has a, I, think, I think what I'm hearing, uh, Rock, is what Johnny's saying is he does not support uh, Kaepernick's right to free speech and is boycotting the NFL for people standing in solidarity with Kaepernick, <laughs> which is, I, I mean, uh, Johnny, thank you for your call. Yeah, to, to be and, honest. And thanks for your truthfulness. That's that's also fine with me. They're boycotting the NFL. Um, that's going to hurt their bottom line, too. Oh, yeah. We might disagree on, uh, on it sounds like a lot, uh, but, you know. Yeah, what it, 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 this is interesting because we disagree on what's right and wrong here was fair and reasonable, but the end result is what we're looking for. Hurt the NFL to get them to come around and practice equality. I think that's exactly right. So the um, uh, thank you so much for your call, Johnny. Again, we might not agree on it sounds like much, but uh, I'm fine if there is a, if there is a boycott of the NFL. I think that you know we're going to win because it's really clear that it's not uh, about patriotism or anything like that to try to silence Kaepernick. Uh, This is America. You know what? Let me try to explain something else quickly. When I was first doing radio, I had the good fortune to develop a relationship with uh, Musburger, Brent Musburger. And I found him to be a very decent man. I realized later on that he was the num- one of the number one proponents of castigating Tommy Smith when he gave the Black Power salute in John Carlos in the 1968 Mexico Olympics. And Musburger had the opportunity many times through the years to apologize for what was any way you look at it. Again, here are people calling to get eyeballs on inequities, as you call it, and the rot of America. And he never 
it, to my knowledge, Musburger has never done that. And it has put a stain on his reputation. And for those who are in the NFL who are pompous, you know, again, I posted a photo. I posted a photo of Dan Snyder and uh, Jerry Jones from the Dallas Cowboys talking about, and, 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 and Jerry Jones is talking about morality. I have personal knowledge of what a personal sleazebag he is. And when I see this guy standing up in his pompous way, talking about an un-American, immoral kind of activity, it galls me. Uh, so, Rock, we have about a minute left here. Mm -hmm. And I want to give you the minute. Take us out with a call to action. Uh, we have the power when it comes to the NFL. It can't be America's game if it's just so divided like we're seeing right now. Tell, uh, what would you like to see people do? You know what, Alex? I'm going to start with this just real quick in terms of call to action to go back to what is sort of your bread and butter about Social Security. And first to say, people, I come from the sports world, but I care about that so deeply. Again, I was so personally impacted by it, as was my beautiful mom. So fight for Social Security with all that you have. When it comes to what is happening in the NFL, there is a glaring miscarriage of justice that is taking place right before your very eyes. And you have an opportunity now to be on the right side of history or the wrong side of history. You have an opportunity right now to do the right thing or to sit out idly by, you know, not to raise your voice. Staring injustice is the face in the face. Staring injustice in the face is to ultimately be a part of that injustice. So to all of you that are listening and to all of you that are, are watching, stand up. It's really not going to cost you much at all other than not being able to see these games, but you can ch help change America by standing up. Stand up and be strong, and God bless you. Rock Newman, host of The Rock Newman Show on WHUT-TV. Thank you so much for joining us. Alex, thank you for inviting us.